Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your NES. Only Bart Simpson can save the Earth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. I want to talk about Nintendo news, but before I do, I want to talk about the show itself nintendo switchcraft um i'm gonna preface everything i'm about to say with the show isn't going anywhere okay the i'm not getting rid of the show i'm continuing with the show in fact for most people nothing will change but i do want to talk about the video portion of the show really quickly um it is a lot of extra work to make a video version of the podcast video editing is extremely fun. I love doing it, but I need a little more time for not working. I, I create a stupid amount of of content throughout the week. And for the Nintendo show, the number of people who are consuming the video version of that show is infinitesimally smaller. I think I just made up a word. Uh, smaller than the number of people who just consume the audio version of the show. And because of that, I want to just give myself a little more time to play games. I want to give myself a little more time to work on other stuff. I want to give myself a little more time to get up from this desk. And uh, not doing a video version of Nintendo Switchcraft moving forward is going to be my way of doing that. Now, if you still like all of my video stuff, well, head on over to nerdnest.tv. You're still going to see regular updates on all kinds of video game news over there, uh, but you're not going to see the Nintendo stuff there. And the reason is the Nintendo YouTube space is incredibly saturated, and there's just so much competition that I thought that by putting my show there, it would bring more people to the podcast and it just it just never materialized in that way and we like i've you know there's thousands of you that listen to the show every single week and i i absolutely appreciate it uh but the effort of trying to grow that audience by putting out the youtube content for uh nintendo stuff just isn't working out the way that i thought it would and that's because youtube nintendo stuff is incredibly saturated with people who are just damn it, way better at video than I am. So uh, Nintendo Switchcraft is going to continue what it's been doing just without the video portion of the show. And that's really all I have to say about that. Um, Those of you who have been listening for a while probably remember when the show was three episodes a week. Why is that gone? Well, you know, I talked about this before, but just to reiterate, that's gone because the pandemic slowed down everything that nin- that Nintendo was doing. Could I make a lot more money? I could easily triple the money that I was that I'm bringing in from the podcast by putting out more episodes a week, but I don't want to put out episodes unless I actually have something to say. I respect your time too much for that. 
So I'm not going to be going back to the three episode a week uh, model because there's just nothing to talk about at this point. There's nothing that I am super excited about. Nintendo slowed everything down because of the pandemic. And while that's less than optimal, that's just the way it's going to have to be. So we're going to continue with the one day a week show. Uh, Now, let's say I, you know, I typically, if you don't know, I record these shows on Saturday and I make them available for patrons um, right then. And then uh, on Tuesday, I drop the show for everybody else. Uh, I might move that to Monday. I'm not positive uh, how that'll work. Maybe I'll stick with Tuesday. I'm not sure. But anyway, I drop the show for everybody else on uh, Tuesday. If I drop a show on Tuesday and some crazy Nintendoness happens on Wednesday, well, I'll probably put out a bonus episode uh, just to be able to cover that stuff. So it's not only limited to one day a week, but that's going to be the norm, if that makes sense. You've been back to the future of the movies. Now go there on your NES. All right, we've got the preamble out of the way. Let's talk about Nintendo news. Dr. Mario World is the iOS and Android touchscreen um, compatible version of Dr. Mario. Uh, that game came out on July 10th, 2019. Uh, so we are now at the two-year, past the two-year anniversary of the game. Um, I probably played it for 15 minutes, decided it was too boring for me to bother with, and moved on to better things, which... It seems like probably many people did, because if if a lot of people were playing this game, then Nintendo would not have announced on July 28th, 2021, that they're ending the game. Uh, Here's what they have to say. Thank you for playing the Dr. Mario World game. The Dr. Mario World game's service will end on November 1st, 2021, which is a Monday. We would like to extend... Our sincere thanks to everyone who has played the game since it began service on July 10th, 2019. Uh, It's going to be ending at 6 a.m. UTC, by the way. They also go on to say that Diamonds, which is, I guess, the in-game currency so that you can give them money and then get Diamonds and then spend Diamonds on a thing so that you're not actually sure how much you're spending on a thing. That's a very, you know, microtransaction-y thing to do. Uh, Nintendo says, furthermore, diamonds will no longer be be available for purchase uh, from July 28th. So on the day that they announced this, they said, you can't give us money anymore, which, you know, that's a good thing. But they don't say anything in this about what about the people who have bought diamonds? Can they get a refund for the diamonds? Because, look, I know that there's... There's been plenty of times where I've played games that I've really, really loved. And that game gets shut down. Um, City of Heroes. I loved City of Heroes. That game got shut down. Uh, Asheron's Call uh, 2. Not Asheron's Call 1. That one survived. I think you could still play that today, which is crazy. Uh, Asheron's Call 2. I, you know, I, I played the hell out of that game until it got shut down by uh, the parent company. Um, you look at, you you look at Marvel's um, Heroes, which was this top-down Diablo-style game featuring the, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man, etc. Uh, and you know, Diablo-inspired because David Brevik, the 
guy that created Diablo was integral to making Marvel heroes. I even interviewed him on an episode of 143 Pixels, and we talked for a long time about why we love EverQuest so much. Um, that's not really pertinent to the conversation here, though, so sorry for the little self-promotion. Um, like, that game, no longer playable, uh, because Disney shut it down after they bought Marvel. This is a normal thing for games to get shut down, but generally, those those kind of experiences are you know, where you have to, where there is no single player game, like all of the games that I just listed off, they don't have a single player component. They are all multiplayer focused games. Now, Dr. Mario World has a single player component. You can just sit down and do a puzzle if you want. But if you start up the Dr. Mario World game, and I'm reading now from the press release, so that's why it's got the weird language. But if you start up the Dr. Mario World game after the game's service has ended, an end-of-service notification will be displayed, and you will not be able to play the game. You will, however, be able to look back at your play history in Dr. Mario World Memories, which is a web page that will become available after the game's service ends. Nintendo recently... Uh, has made a lot of choices that I'm not a fan of. Um, You know, you look at, and this isn't necessarily a Nintendo choice, but Nintendo approved it, or it wouldn't be on um, their their system. You look at Pokemon Unite. That's a pay-to-win game from Tencent. It features Pokemon. It has incredibly predatory um, monetization model. And if you pay money, you are more powerful than those that don't. And then you look at things like Dr. Mario World. People paid money to play Dr. Mario World, and now they have had the proverbial rug yanked out from under them, and, you know, they probably broke their tailbone in the fall. And then you look at things like the Super Mario uh, 35, where part of Mario's 35th anniversary Nintendo made this incredibly fun battle royale featuring the, you know, the game from the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES where you played against 35 other Marios, but they built in a death day where you after that day you can't play it anymore. And they keep doing these uh, the, these things that I just feel like are underhanded and not cool, and it really just it really bugs me. I don't like it at all. And um, you know, Nintendo has always, for me, been one of those developers that you know. If you, I used to have another podcast called Run Jump Stomp, and it was myself and uh, my friend uh, Richard, and we would sit and talk about games and. Anytime that we were talking about our favorite developers, I always listed off two of my favorite developers. I always said Blizzard, yikes, that didn't age well, uh, and Nintendo. And both of them this year, not just this year, but both of them have been incredibly disappointing uh, recent in recent times. And I just, I wish that Nintendo would not do the kind of stuff that it does. You know what? You don't want to make Dr. Mario... You don't want to continue 
working on Dr. Mario World, that's fine. Take some of the money that you earned from the game, turn it into a single-player game so the people who put money into it can continue to enjoy it, if that's what they do. That's not me. But to just say, oh, you know what? After November, you can't play it anymore. That, that, my friends, is nonsense. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Okay, let's talk about something cool instead. Let's talk about a game that I'm looking forward to. It's now out. I have not picked it up yet, uh, mostly because I just recently picked up um, New World on my computer and I reactivated my subscription for Final Fantasy XIV because everybody in the world is talking about that game recently and uh, our community Discord has been talking about playing it recently. So because a bunch of people are in the game playing, I figured, what the hell, I'll jump in and play that. So I'm not going to pick this game up right away, but it is definitely something that is on my wish list and I will pick up when I am not inundated with a billion other things to play and that's blaster master zero three it is now out uh people are saying that it is very very good um they're saying it's just as good as blaster master zero two i'm here to tell you if you have not played blaster master zero and blaster master zero two uh you missed out on a really good metroidvania style game so it's my highly highly recommendation it's my I'm, I highly recommend, they're English, you can do it too. Um, I highly recommend that you pick those games up. You could probably you could probably get them pretty cheap, actually. In fact, I'm going to go to DekuDeals.com right now because I own the games, so I can't see what their prices are. Uh, but I'm going to look those up uh, right now and see what Blaster Master Zero uh, currently, if you want to get it digitally, is $10. And Blaster Master Zero 2 is also 10 bucks so for 20 bucks you can get the first two i recommend you just pick up the first one see if you like it if you do then pick up two and if and by the time you finished one and two then three might go on sale three is currently uh 14.99 but i absolutely 100 recommend these games also if you love uh indie games Inti Creates, the company who is in, you know, behind Blaster Master Zero series, uh, they also partnered with other companies in order to bring other characters from other games into the Blaster Master game. And uh, it's really cool. So you can play like as Shantae or as Shovel Knight or as, you know, the Empress from Dragon Marked for Death or as uh, Copin from Luminous, Luminous Avenger. Uh, or as uh, Ekero, you know, there's all these different characters that you can play as in Blaster Master Zero and Blaster Master Zero 2, and I fully expect to see that kind of thing continue through to Blaster Master Zero 3. It's a really, really good game. Very quickly, I'm going to give you the the, the gist of it. Um, you, there's two modes to the game. There's a side-scrolling game where you ride around in a tank that can jump real high, and then there's a top-down version when you get out of the tank and you run around. It's almost like a twin-stick shooter. And you get power-ups, which then allow you to traverse to different places in the game that you couldn't get to before. That's a Metroidvania right there. Uh, but those two... You, you might hear that me say that it's got like these two 
types of game in it and think, well, how can both be good? They're both good. They're both good. The boss fights are really, really fantastic. I love playing as Jason outside of the tank, uh, which is called Sophia. And I also love playing as Jason inside the the tank, which is called Sophia. Uh, driving around and shooting things and jumping real high or double jumping or cl- clinging to walls or whatever. Blaster Master th- Zero Three is out, uh, and uh, highly recommend you pick up one and check it out, and then maybe two if you like that, and then finally three, and you know maybe someday even four. Wouldn't that be cool? Give a man an Atari game and he'll turn into a little boy. But don't worry, he'll be grown up enough to share it. Let's talk about Pokemon real quick. Uh, The first Pokemon game, this is a weird thing to say, but the first Pokemon game that I ever played, which is going to shock some people because I host a Nintendo podcast, but the first one that I ever played was Pokemon X. Up until that point, I had always said, oh, you know, I've seen Pokemon. It's for kids. It's a kid's game. I'm not really interested in even trying it. I never even gave it a shot. And a very good friend of mine said, no, no, it's a really good JRPG. You should play it. So I picked up Pokemon X. I beat Pokemon X. It's not a huge accomplishment or anything, but I usually don't beat games. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, But I finished that game and I really, really enjoyed it. And then the next set came out and I got one of those and I thought it was okay. I didn't really enjoy it nearly as much. So uh, then, then Pokemon Sword and Shield came out and it just never, never grabbed my attention. And because it never grabbed my attention, I probably only played that game for like six, seven hours or something like that. Um, my, my son, however, he adores those games. Uh, he has, he plays them all the time. Like, I think that those were the first games that he really started to like look into like the meta and all that stuff. But for me, I never, I, I just don't care about the Pokemon games, but maybe you're not like me. Maybe you think the Pokemon games are fantastic. And so this next thing you're going to be pretty excited about in Pokemon sword and shield, there is this thing called a beast ball distribution. Now I had to look up what a beast ball does, but essentially a beast ball uh, is something that makes it easier for you to catch certain Pokemon uh, called ultra beasts. I didn't get far enough in the game to understand that. So hooray. Uh, but I, I guess they did a live stream of the, uh, the players cup four. And in that they revealed a code, which you can use in order to get a beast ball. So basically you go to the home screen, you go to mystery gift uh, you say, my, I want to get my mystery gift via a code. And the code is PC4F1NALSBEAST. So that is essentially Players Cup 4 Final Beast, or Finals Beast. Players Cup 4 Finals Beast, where the numbers for four is a number, not the word four, and the uh, the I in finals is replaced with a with a one instead. Uh, so if you are still playing that game and you want to make it easier for you to catch the Ultra Beast Pokemon, there you have it. Now you can. All right. Uh, in other Pokemon news, and this one I am excited about, 
Pokemon, uh, not Pokemon, Netflix is apparently doing a live action Pokemon series. Now, this is coming from Variety. Uh, so it's not just like nerds in their attic like me making things up and posting it on the internet. This is according to Variety, which is like a real publication when it comes to movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, they say that uh, this live action Pokemon series is in early development at Netflix. And uh, apparently Joe Henderson, who uh, is currently working on the final season of Lucifer, uh, also on Netflix, um, is going to be there to helm the project. And they say it's going to be a live action series, kind of like Detective Pikachu, that uh, starred Ryan Reynolds and Justin Smith. Uh, That movie came out back in 2019. Now, when that movie came out and they said, okay, Pikachu is going to be voiced by Ryan Reynolds, I think along with everybody else, I said, really? Really what you want to do? And I went to see that movie and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. And I am very excited about the idea of getting um, some more live action Pokemon stuff because I think that that's great. Now, I'm sure that they're still working on Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu 2. And chances are this doesn't have anything to do with that. But it's going to be, uh, according to Variety, a live action show with CG Pokemon in it. And I think that that's great. And I'm excited for it. And you know what? It's coming to uh, Netflix, which I already subscribed to. So I get this and it doesn't cost me anything extra. I will say this, though. Uh, they're saying that this is in early development. And you've heard me talk about how long it takes to make video games. Movies and TV shows take a really long time. And when when you add in uh, CGI, uh, the amount of time that it takes to, to accomplish some of these things is ridiculous. So... You know, set, keep keep your your skeptical lights on because we've seen movies and TV shows and stuff announced in the past where, you know, they've been in development hell for years and years and years and nothing ever comes from it. So maybe this will never happen. But, you know, Netflix has stupid amounts of money and the Pokemon company has stupid amounts of money. So maybe this will happen. Who knows? Um, are you excited about this? Let me know on Twitter at Run Jump Stomp. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Before we do wrap everything up, I want to say thank you to our patrons, which you can uh, check that out and join the patrons over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, really appreciate everybody heading on over there and supporting the show. You all are fantastic. I, I really do appreciate it. I will say that uh, one of the tiers over on uh, Patreon uh, was to have me read out people's names at the end of the show. And when I moved the show to YouTube, instead of reading people's names out, I started just putting their names in the credits instead. Um, now that it's not on YouTube, going back and just reading people's names off on the show, I, I looked at my analytics, and I posted about this on Patreon. I looked at my analytics, and when I start that point of the show, the number of people who continue to listen, like, that drops significantly. Clearly, people don't want to hear me read names off. 
I'm sure that there are some who are like, man, I kind of like that part. But most people shut off the show when I get to that part. So if you are in that tier and you have like an idea for for ways that I can uh, thank you for being part of that tier, uh, let me know. You send me a message through Patreon and I, and, I, and I will see it. And if you're not a member of that tier and you have ideas for ways that I can thank uh, people who are at the producer tier or higher, uh, let me know. But And if you don't know about the tiers, basically, if you listen to the show and you don't want to hear any ads, uh, you can subscribe for a buck a month over on Patreon and you get a, you, are, you get your own RSS feed, which doesn't have any ads in it. And if you, if you are in the uh, early access tier, then you get the show on Saturday instead of on Tuesday. Uh, and then the other shows or the other tiers were me saying your name on the thing. And I don't think I want to do that anymore. So let me know what you guys think. And uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. It was weird doing an audio show again. I haven't done an audio show in an exceedingly long time. It was a lot easier. I'll tell you that. I'll talk to you all sometime soon. Bye, everybody. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem.